，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Former Japanese Prime Minister Aso Taro says Japan needs to show resolve to defend Taiwan in the event of an emergency. Speaking at a forum in Taipei, Aso said that the most important thing now was to prevent war in the Taiwan Strait. He called on Japan, Taiwan, and the U.S. and other like-minded countries to form a deterrence strategy against aggressors. Also emphasized that showing the resolve to defend Taiwan was a key form of deterrence against aggressors. On his second day in Taiwan, former Japan PM and Liberal Democratic Party Vice President Aso Taro attended the Ketagalan Forum alongside President Tsai Ing-wen. In her opening remarks, Tsai thanked Aso for his support for Taiwan. She also spoke on cross-strait relations and regional cooperation. Taiwan does not take our security partners' backing for granted. While we don't seek military confrontation. And hope for a peaceful, stable, and beneficial coexistence with our neighbors. Taiwan is always ready to defend our democracy and way of life. In his keynote speech, Aso addressed security in the Indo-Pacific and, more specifically, the Taiwan Strait. He mentioned former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan last year. It had prompted China's military intimidation, which included the launch of five ballistic missiles that landed in Japan's exclusive economic zone. Aso stressed that ensuring a stable and peaceful Indo-Pacific was a matter of life or death for Japan. The importance of stability in the Taiwan Strait is becoming a global consensus. I think that for us, the most important thing now is to ensure that there is no war in the region, including in the Taiwan Strait. For that, we must have strong deterrence capabilities. Aso reiterated that Taiwan, Japan, and the U.S. needed to put together a deterrence strategy against China. He even said that Japan should use force to defend Taiwan if necessary. Taiwan. America. Japan, Taiwan, the U.S., and other like-minded countries must wake up and develop strong deterrence capabilities. We have come to this realization: we must be mentally ready to fight. It's not just about being able to put up a good defense. We must have the resolve to use force to defend Taiwan in the event of an emergency. Aso spoke at length on the Taiwan Strait, stressing that Taiwan was an indispensable friend to the Asia-Pacific region. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde went on the record in a Monday television interview addressing issues from Taiwan independence to war with China. Lai said he has Washington's support and that if elected, he won't let war happen across the strait. The candidate also spelled out his views on Taiwan independence. Here's Lai in his own words. In a TV interview, DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde explained what it means to be a pragmatic worker for Taiwan independence. As a pragmatic worker for Taiwan independence, I look at the facts, and the facts are Taiwan is not part of the People's Republic of China, and the PRC and ROC are not affiliated with one another. Being a worker means that my role is to protect Taiwan. 
Especially now that I'm running for president, my role is to protect Taiwan and promote democracy, peace and prosperity in Taiwan. That's my mission." Lai stressed that his approach was based on facts. To him, Taiwan independence means Taiwan having sovereignty over its own land and not being part of the PRC. Lai rejected the rival camp's claim that a vote for the DPP is a vote for sending youth to war. I won't let war break out. I will do my utmost to maintain peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. In this election, the opposition party is echoing Chinese propaganda. If you give up Taiwan's sovereignty by accepting the One China Principle, even if you achieve a temporary peace, that is not true peace. The approach that's being proposed by the KMT, can it achieve true peace? Their approach is to accept the 1992 consensus. Doing this cannot achieve peace and may even lead Taiwan into a more serious conflict. Lai said the KMT was using war as a campaign tactic. He emphasized that it was possible to engage in dialogue with China while protecting Taiwan's interests. We must not fail to distinguish friend from foe. We cannot, for the sake of an election, deny the fact that the U.S. has helped Taiwan and push away our long-standing friend and best partner. That would be unwise. At the same time, there are rumors that Washington is skeptical toward me. But we need only see the global landscape to know whether the U.S. prefers a pro-China regime in Taiwan or a democratic U.S.-friendly government. Speaking on issues from Taiwan independence to U.S. support, Lai moved to counter his critics and set the record straight. In Nantou County, road repairs are underway after flooding and landslides caused by Typhoon Kanun. Even so, several communities remain stranded and cut off from crucial supplies. Andrew Food Bank is out in the field working on delivering emergency goods. Meanwhile, the Taipei Medical Association has donated 500,000 NT to support the county's recovery. At storm-stricken Zhenai Township in Nantou County, rescue operations are underway by military and government units. Despite progress in road repairs, residents in disaster zones are still in dire need of supplies. Private organizations have sprung into action. Canned food, instant noodles, ready-to-eat meals, and crackers are packed into boxes. All 400 of them are destined for disaster areas in Nanto. Local township offices will distribute 300 of them, while the remaining 100 will be sent to Lushan to be given out by a local church. The food bank hopes to pack 1,000 boxes this week. The supplies we're packing are things we already had in our inventory at the Andrew Food Bank for responding to emergencies things like staple and non-staple foods. So we were able to get these goods together in a very short amount of time. In the future, we will make adjustments based on the need of residents of disaster-stricken areas. So if the roads connecting to the areas are repaired, we can take the supplies by car up the mountains and straight to the disaster area. We'll be able to take more goods up to indigenous communities. Besides food, the food bank is sending 1,200 bottles of drinking water to residents in affected areas. Meanwhile, a doctor's association provided funds for disaster relief. There are about 12,000 doctors in the Taipei Medical Association, and we are all very concerned about the situation in Nanto. At a meeting of the Board of Directors and Supervisors, we decided to donate 500,000 NT to inspire other potential donors. We hope to provide a small bit of assistance to Nanto County. 
The Taipei Medical Association made a donation to Nanto in hopes that other doctors and private citizens will follow suit. Turning now to the weather. Southwesterly winds will continue to bear down and bring moisture and volatile weather island-wide. On Thursday and Friday, localized heavy rainfall will be possible across the west coast. This morning, the seventh storm of the year, Tropical Storm Land, formed in the waters southeast of Japan. It's expected to track toward Japan in the coming days. On Thursday and Friday, there is potential for rainfall across relatively large parts of Taiwan, particularly along the west coast. Throughout the day, there will be a chance of rainfall of 40 millimeters an hour or more. On the east coast, we'll mostly see afternoon showers. As for tropical storm land, by the 15th and 16th, it should approach the main island of Japan. Meanwhile, Hurricane Dora is still churning in the East Pacific. It could cross the international dateline as early as this weekend to become the eighth storm of the season. Once it's in the Western Pacific, it could interact with the two other storms in the region, Lan and Kanun. Dora is expected to move in the direction of Japan and will have no direct impact on Taiwan. A Malaysian immigrant is bringing the distinctive Nonya cuisine to Taiwan. Ko Erxin moved to Taiwan to study theater design. She started sharing her Chinese-Malay heritage with classmates through food. Taiwanese fell in love with the rich fusion of Chinese and Malay culture called Peranakan or Nonya. After graduating, Ko opened a Nonya dessert business in Tamshui. After advertising online, her treats were a hidden secret known only to the well-connected. Now she's opened a store to bring her culinary expertise and her heritage to a wider audience. Peranakan culture stems from the 15th century, the age of Chinese explorer Zheng He, when many Chinese immigrants settled in Malaysia's Malacca. As they integrated with local culture, a fusion cuisine was born. Malaysian-born Ko He Xin reinvents that tradition for Taiwan. Food is the god of the people, right? So to promote Peranakan culture, I have to start with food to lead people deeper in. We use Chinese cooking methods and incorporate Malay spices and ingredients to produce this taste of the Nyonya culture. So I think people get started with food. And if they like the food, then gradually they start to learn more about what Peranakan culture is. Ko uses many different colourful ingredients to create these enticing desserts. The internet quickly picked up on her delectable Nanya cakes, and customers encouraged her to open a brick-and-mortar store. The warm and cosy little store is full of the soul of Malaysia. Ko insists on making everything fresh each day. She wants her friends in her adopted home of Taiwan to enjoy the Nanya taste so close to her heart. U.S. President Joe Biden has approved the first agreement negotiated under the U.S.-Taiwan Initiative on 21st Century Trade. The White House issued a press release on Monday announcing that the trade bill had been signed into law. Taiwan and the U.S. had reached the deal on June 1st. The agreement covers five topics. Customs procedures, good regulatory practices, domestic regulation of the services sector, fighting corruption and supporting small and medium-sized businesses. The deal was passed by the House on June 21st and by the Senate on July 18th. It was sent to the White House for approval on July 27th. Sources say that in the next phase of negotiations under the U.S.-Taiwan initiative, 
the focus will likely be on labor, environmental protection, and agriculture. A leading industry group has released its 2023 white paper containing suggestions for the central government. The paper names nine problems that Taiwan faces. They include a persistent labor shortage and a green energy transition that's fallen behind schedule. The industry group also called for the resumption of cross-strait exchanges. The Chinese National Federation of Industries has released its 2023 white paper themed on breaking through the waves. The paper outlines nine problems that confront Taiwan's industries. They include a shortage of water, electricity, land, labor and talent, shifts in global supply chains, geopolitical risks and outdated infrastructure. Everyone supports green energy, but progress on renewables has fallen far behind. Right now there's enough power, but that power comes from coal and gas, causing pollution. We previously visited the Executive Yuan to discuss the issue. It's a very complex problem. Industry group leader Matthew Miao said the green energy transition was behind schedule. He also pointed to the long-standing labor shortage. In its latest white paper, the CNFI named six strategic targets and eight action plans for Taiwan. But local media was skeptical that the white paper would be effective. When you're dissatisfied, you must keep raising your concerns on and on. I think that's the basic attitude to have, because if these problems aren't addressed, there will continue to be problems for our future. We hope the presidential candidates will read the white paper. If they treat it seriously, they could stand to gain a few votes from us. Miao urged candidates to hear the industry group's feedback to gain its support in the coming election. I hope cross-strait exchanges can resume soon. Let's not reverse our progress. No matter which party and candidate end up on top, industry players can play a part in bilateral communication and coordination. If the government can't come forward, we can step in. Let's not just call off all exchanges. In the first quarter of the year, Taiwan's bilateral trade with China fell to 60.31 billion U.S. dollars, a decline of 26.5 percent year-on-year. Industry calls to resume cross-trade exchanges are sure to trigger heated debate this coming election season. Living in Taiwan, we're surrounded by the ocean. Our daily life is shaped in big and small ways by the marine environment. But the ocean remains a mystery in many ways. Even marine biologists have huge question marks about what's going on in the waters off the coast. Now, a new research ship might be about to lift the veil on some of the secrets of the sea. Commissioned by the National Museum of Marine Biology and Aquarium, the ship is the first of its kind in Taiwan. It can support an ROV or remotely operated vehicle, a kind of unmanned submarine. Experts hope it's a new chapter for marine research. The research ship arrives at its destination and gets to work. Researchers will carry out a study using this ROV. We want to use this to research two different places and find out how the same coral has changed there. We hope to have results in two or three years' time. The museum has previously rented boats from which to operate their ROVs, which are free-swimming submersible vehicles like this one. That's not cheap. Now they've built Taiwan's first dedicated research ship, the Crimson Tree. The ship is an aluminum alloy catamaran and has two spacious and sturdy working decks. 
With its GPS navigation system and impressive top speeds, the research team can visit many different sites in a single day. We wanted a very stable working platform, so we chose a catamaran. It has quite a wide afterdeck. Once it has locked into the GS location, we can stay in a stable position for about 30 minutes. So our ROV, which is working underwater, doesn't get pulled around when the ship is pushed and pulled by waves and wind. That makes the ROV get unbalanced underwater. It's an aluminum catamaran and a small-scale research ship, which is rare in Taiwan. With this ship and our underwater unmanned vehicle, we hope to conduct offshore surveys along the Taiwan coast, from 30 to 200 meters. And we may even be able to go down further, perhaps to research 500 meters under the surface. The offshore research ship was officially launched in 2023, created by the National Museum of Marine Biology and Aquarium specifically for research purposes. The museum hopes it can help us get closer to the mysteries of the ocean. The Taiwan Junior Open is an annual golf championship for youngsters and teens. After a few years break caused by the COVID pandemic, this year it's back in full swing. Talented players under the age of 18 from 13 countries will be competing for coveted gold medals. And they'll also have the opportunity to meet American college golf coaches. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us to the venue, the Miramar Golf Country and Club, which has one of Taiwan's nicest putting greens. A golf club swings, a ball soars through the air. The Taiwan Junior Open is back in action again. Following a break of a few years caused by the COVID pandemic, this year's tournament brings together talented young players aged 9 to 18 from 13 countries. They are all vying for gold medals. I just turned 16 and I'm in grade 11. That's one of the aims, meeting the college, uh, uh, meet the college coaches over here and make a profile of myself because I will be applying for colleges next year. Oh, I joined this tournament because I need experience. Like without experience, like you can't grow up. You need to learn what to do. And these type of circumstances, like when you're nervous, you know how to control your, your emotions. I want to try to become a professional one day. Held by the Taiwan International Golf Academy and the Golf Promotion Association Taiwan since 2011, the Taiwan Junior Open has become the first junior golf competition in Taiwan to be recognized by various international bodies, including the U.S. Junior Golf Scoreboard, the World Amateur Golf Ranking, and Asia-Pacific Junior Golf Association Elite Junior Tour. The best young golfers from Taiwan and around the world will be competing at the Miramar Golf and Country Club, one of Taiwan's most prestigious golf resorts. Uh, this tournament brings a lot of international resources into Taiwan. Okay, We align with uh, 11 other countries uh, in the Asian Pacific region. Uh, we uh, share our resources and we share our tournaments and uh, kids can travel in these countries and uh, this year we got uh, players from 13 other countries come to visit Taiwan to play and uh, I think that's really really important that uh, the you know the kids and families they can interact they can exchange their ideas. This year in our 10th Taiwan Junior Open we have 54 internationals a lot of them are from like Indonesia, India, um, Japan, Singapore, Malaysia and the top-notch players are in, in this tournament right now. 
Aside from the tournament, there's also a National Collegiate Athletic Association College Coach Camp on August 12th and August 13th. The camp will allow the young players to meet college golf coaches from the U.S. and learn more about what it's like to play collegiate golf. We've uh, teamed up with three college coaches from a pre really prestigious schools like Columbia. So there's going to be Ivy League presence here, uh, be able to watch the, like the players here and then have a camp for these players to attend to learn about the recruiting process, how to be a college athlete, or what it takes to be a co college athlete. So we apply for a junior golf scoreboard, which is the US-based uh, score ranking system, which basically all college coaches will look at, then they look at and then the, you know they look at the rankings and the tournament scores uh, for scouting the players. So yeah, just by doing all these things within Asia that they don't have to always travel all the way to Europe or United States to play tournament to get, to get that kind of exposure. The tournament will be held at the Miramar Golf Country Club in Linko till August 11th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lee Han in Taipei.